I got this property for a steal because it was in a flood zone. And I didn't know it at the time. Welcome to the Mastering Real Estate Podcast. This podcast is for real estate investors and professionals looking to take their real estate game to the next level. On Tuesdays, I analyze the industry's leading real estate books and break down the main lessons that you can apply to your life and business. Then on Thursdays, I review the lessons I have learned from flipping over 100 houses and being a full-time real estate investor since 2018. Stay tuned each week so that we can all become masters of real estate together. Welcome back to episode 10 of the Mastering Real Estate Podcast. A lot of people in this real estate industry only talk about their successes and wins, but not me. My lessons learned have been hard earned and I want to share them so that hopefully you can avoid some of the same mistakes that I've made along the way as I learned to become a professional real estate investor. Today we are talking about project number five, our first rental property. Before we get into it, I'm your host, Maura McGraw. I've been a full-time real estate investor since 2018, managed over 100 flips, founded and grew a real estate investment firm and property management company, and I live and work in the real estate industry every day. My fifth project was my first rental property, which was very exciting. Like many of you, going into real estate investing, my dream was, and still is, to build a big portfolio of rental properties in order to generate passive income and ultimately create a life of freedom and flexibility. We bought this house towards the end of 2018 with a profit from our first three flips. At the time, it felt like a big step towards achieving a big dream. Before we get deeper into the story and the lessons learned from this project, I want to review some of the basic property details. We found this house through a local wholesaler who we'd worked with before. It was located at 720 Erline Street in Birmingham, Alabama. The type of project was a rental property with a tenant already in place. The house was built in 1972. It was 1,300 square feet, a 3-2, so three bedrooms, two bathrooms, and the year was was 2018. I believe this, we ended up closing on the house in September 2018. It took approximately one month from going under contract in August to closing in September. Purchased the property for $50,000. It came with a tenant already in place at a rent rate of $900 a month. And we ended up just converting this into a rent-to-own property. Now we have a rent-to-own line of business. So we just sold it for $154,000. We more than tripled our money since we bought this house in 2018. Okay, here's the story with this house. We got it for a steal for $50,000 because it was in a flood zone. However, I was still new to the industry and was an idiot then and didn't know to check on this at first. I stupidly thought that we were just getting a great deal. I think that I figured out that the house was in a flood zone when we got the home inspected as part of our due diligence and I read the inspection report. I felt like a total idiot, but luckily this did not completely kill the deal. It did, however, limit our options. It would make it a lot harder to flip and sell the house if we ever wanted to, and we 
would have to pay upwards of $700 in extra flood insurance every year. But luckily, the numbers still worked well to buy this house as a rental property. However, this was a huge lesson learned for me to make sure to always check the FEMA flood map service to see if properties are located in flood zones. This can make them harder to sell. You're going to have to pay a much larger insurance premium and can come with other complications. Huge lesson that I learned on this project and hopefully you can learn it now and not be an idiot like I was on this first rental property. Another big risk is that we were buying it with a tenant already in place. Now, having been in the industry for a while, I see this as a much bigger risk than I did at the time. Now, I really like for my own team to carefully screen tenants according to our own standards before putting anybody in our properties. Inherited tenants can be a big gamble, and I've seen firsthand how badly this can go. Usually, I would say more often than not, if you're inheriting a tenant, there might be a problem. However, we got really lucky in this regard. The tenant turned out to be wonderful and we had hardly any issues with her over the past six years. She was hardly ever late on her rent. She was great to deal with, an overall solid tenant, and that was just sheer luck. Like I said, since then, I've seen the other side of this coin more often than not, but luckily we got very lucky and we inherited a great tenant, and she stayed there the whole time until we converted it into a rent-to-own property. That was great. Also, we got lucky because we had hardly any maintenance issues with this house over the past six years. There were a couple very minor things throughout the years, but nothing major, which was also a big lucky break and possibly the result of some decent due diligence when we were buying it. We did get a home inspection. We did make sure to look for certain things. So maybe this one wasn't pure luck, but definitely involved a little bit of luck. We kept this property as a regular rental until very recently when we converted it into a rent to own property, selling it for $154,000, which was amazing. We more than tripled our money in six years, which is awesome. And overall, it's still one of my favorite rental properties of all time. It was a great house with low maintenance, a great tenant. It was a huge step forward towards achieving our dream of building a big rental portfolio. I will get more into our rent to own program in a future episode. If you're curious about that, I'll talk about how we've developed that line of business. But for now, we're just going to talk about regular old rental property. I'm very sentimental looking back on this project. Even now, there's a special place in my heart for this house because it represents such a big step towards achieving a big dream. And we learned a lot of important lessons from this house. So number one is watch out for flood zones. Make sure that in your very beginning stages of analysis that you check property in the FEMA flood map service to make sure it's not in a flood zone. Or if it is that you're going in eyes wide open and accounting for all the extra costs and risks that that entails. Number two is carefully screen your tenant. As I mentioned, we got very lucky with this inherited tenant, but more often than not, that does not work out in your favor. I would still recommend carefully screening your own tenants. And if you're inheriting a tenant, make sure that you're doing a serious check into their history so that you know what you're getting into. And number three is choose houses that will not cost a ton in maintenance. Now, part of this was luck, but we did choose a certain type of house that it was a simple house. It was built, you know, after 1970. So we knew that it was up to electrical code. It was uh, had a basic slab foundation, which usually has less issues than some other types of foundations. We had the house inspected pretty thoroughly before we bought it. So we knew that there wasn't anything majorly wrong with 
it, all the systems were still had several years left on their lifespans, make sure that you do a good home inspection. Choose a house that will not cause you a ton in maintenance over the years because that's one of the things that made this such a great rental is it constantly produced income without incurring a lot of extra costs. And it was a solid, solid rental. A quick thanks to our show sponsor, Doradus Academy. We have a bunch of free investor resources and all of our podcast show notes available for you at doradusacademy.com. Also have an awesome masterclass about how to get started in real estate investing. So make sure you check that out if you want to start growing your own rental portfolio like I did, but avoid all the pitfalls that I fell into along the way. This concludes today's short and sweet episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that some of my lessons learned will help you in your real estate journey along the way. And stay tuned next week for clip number four. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. We are a new and growing podcast, so every rating, review, and share helps immensely. Also, make sure that you're following us on social media where you'll see a lot more behind-the-scenes content on a daily basis. See you every Tuesday and Thursday.